Informed opinions are oftentimes presented here. You're locked in with the Killer Bees on 97.5 and 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Joel Blank and Jeremy Brennan. Uh, You were out when this broke, uh, Blankers, but we saved it for you. Uh, This NBA in-season tournament. How how are we feeling about this? How How do you like this? I don't like it at all. I think it's a marketing gimmick. I think they're trying to be like soccer. I think that basically they're losing relevance and that used to be that everybody dials in on Christmas Day. I, I mean, Barry Laminak and others used to tell me they don't even pay attention to the NBA till Christmas Day. I think even that's gone. I don't think that there's nearly the popularity or excitement around the NBA as there used to be. And I think they're grasping at straws. I think they're trying to do something now to shake it up, to get people to pay attention in December when otherwise they don't. And I think in the process, I think you're you're just screwing up a lot of things. You're trying to now create your schedule so that some of these almost like tournament games happen in the course of a, the schedule. But then all the games except the championship game count statistically towards your season. But because the championship game, two teams would have played an 83rd game. So then those stats don't count. And I, I just, I don't like it. Um, I don't know if any of the reasons that you just said is bad. Like, What's the reward though? What's the, t- they're getting money. They're getting eyeballs. No, like, the are, league gets eyeballs. What do the players get? I think they do win money. I think that there is a pretty healthy... initially it was a million dollars a player, yeah, I, I think, think there's or something a, like that. I think there's a healthy prize for the winning team when it, when it comes to finances. But I don't think they do get eyeballs. I, I disagree. I think, I think they've botched this. Here's, here's, here's where I'm at with this. How likely... You, you just said no one pays attention to the NBA before Christmas. Right. Like, a lot of people don't even pay attention to the NBA until the playoffs, unless they're following their, their local team. We now have attention on games that are going to be played December 7th and December 9th. Most people probably aren't, aren't going to watch them already. But some people are like, hmm, I wonder how this little in-season tournament's going to play out. I wonder what this looks like. Now they're going to watch it. I don't care that it's you gimmicky. Think still, I think more people are going to watch on December 7th and December 9th in the NBA than watch last season on December 7th and December 9th with regular, run-of-the-mill, regular season basketball. Yeah, if on December absolutely the, if, they're going to watch it more than if on what December was 7th watched last year December in 2022. The Warriors playing another prominent team, or I had like the Bucks playing a prominent team. I would think that you should get more eyeballs on that than you would let's, a tournament like this. Let's use that as an example: Warriors Bucks, December 9th, two thousand twenty-two versus Warriors Bucks, December 9th, two thousand twenty-three, and a million dollars on the line. That. But we don't know. We that do that's know that be... they said that they're going to give money to the no, winning no, no, team. No, no, no. We don't, we don't know, know that Warriors Bucks were yeah. going to be playing in the in the in the tournament or at all. That, but I'm just okay. Now that you're kind of like changing the teams here. We don't know who's going to be playing in the final. You're 100% right. We also don't know who would be playing regular season December 9, 2023, not, regardless. And I'm not trying to change the teams. I'm trying to say that if you have no, you're right. this upcoming season, two of the best teams in the league playing each other, that should be more than enough interest than someone that's a random fan or just a general fan going, I'm going to watch the play-in game in December. If you... It's, Two, let's just use two of the top ten teams in the NBA because we don't know who's going to be playing in the final or the semifinals. You're 100% right. You have two of the top ten teams playing, no in-season tournament. They're just playing a random game December 9th. I guarantee you two of the top ten teams playing a random Saturday night in early December is not going to do numbers. It is going to be a very small-viewed game when you look at the ratings around the NBA, and ratings have been down in the NBA. They're trending down. 
You put two of the top 10 teams with stakes on the line on December 9th, you're going to get an uptick in ratings. It might not be big. It might not be major. It might not be worth it. But more people are going to watch basketball on December 9th for a championship game of an in-season tournament with stakes and money on the line than a random run-of-the-mill December 9th regular season game. My my, my couple issues is that, like, the first thing is that, okay, they got the college football part of this right. I was just going to say, there's football. The only thing on December 9th But there's football anyways. No, but, like... They did a they did a Thursday night, which is Patriots Steelers. Like that hurts you. Now there's gonna be games throughout the day. Obviously, it's not gonna be all at one time. They're gonna spread it out. It's probably gonna be like Martin Luther King or or Christmas when there's games starting at like eleven o'clock in the morning. That's good. But like your prime time game still is gonna be covered up by Thursday night football. Now Saturday is only Army Navy. But the other thing too that I just don't buy into with the NBA, and this is the problem with their product, is that when the Clippers are scheduled to play the Rockets in the first round of this play-in tournament, can you guarantee me Kawhi Leonard's not going to rest? I was going to say load management plays into it. Football plays into you, it big, but you can't guarantee that even without an in-season no, tournament. No, like, that's they, more like I just like, don't this think... isn't like the argument Look, is what's going to bring more attention to the NBA: regular season basketball in early December or an in-season tournament in the NBA in early December. More people are going to watch the in-season tournament than regular run-of-the-mill regular season basketball. I think it's a blip on the radar either way. I don't think, and you're right on the numbers going down in the NBA as a whole. And that's to my point of the fact it's lost its enamor and its its luster and popularity. And now you're going to say that in December, which most people still think is football season, and, and I appreciate Joe you researching what was going to be on that day, but even still, people are still in football mode to where they just don't care about NBA basketball. Period. But that's not so, the conversation. But, but it is part of no, it because not. yes, you can do you can do everything you can put. You can put bells and whistles on a pig's ass, and it's still a pig's ass, and but, no one, but, but no like, one really cares. What, what, option A, option B. What are you going to watch more of? Two top 10 teams playing a regular NBA regular season game on December 9th, or two top 10 teams in the NBA playing an in-season tournament final with $500,000 going to the winner? But what, option B. But option they, B is going to draw more viewership than option A. But like my, my main point is that like they did it at the wrong time. You, like could, people, you could have done it better. You like why isn't this the last? On the calendar. Like why isn't the tournament, like if they were smart, which I don't think they are, it would go Super Bowls on Sunday, tournament starts the next day. Like, there's no football, there's no college football, you do your tournament, you have your tournament, and then you take your all-star break, and instead of an all-star game, which no one cares about... That's your championship. Game. I think that's better than what they're. Joe, unveiling. you should be working I for the think NBA. That's better than what they are coming up with. Like, but answer I, my question. I like what is concept. better, option A or option B? Two regular season games, December 9th, but one of them has five hundred thousand dollars to the winner. The in season tournament is smart. The in season tournament is a smart concept because it is going to bring more attention, more ratings, more eyeballs than a regular regular season game. Did they like master the plan? Did they master the calendar? I would I would say that they didn't. I would agree with you. But this is better than run of the mill regular season no. basketball on December I think so too it's just like they, they could have done like there's would if they said you don't get a guaranteed playoff spot but if you're the we'll use the Clippers and let's say the Clippers and the Lakers play in the first in the championship game uh-huh. the winning team gets automatic home court advantage no, I don't like that in at the, all. In the playoffs, I think, I don't, I think money, money, the being, first round. money being the reward is the best thing because I don't think that this should have any influence. I, I, on the thing is like, I just don't think we can because that, that makes it more gimmicky. Well, plus, like, are the players that's home court, that's are home, the players going to care? That's, that's home, where I yeah, five hundred thousand dollars. Five hundred thousand dollars, but you're going to have. It don't matter to Dylan Brooks. 
But, you don't think a half million dollars? But you is think LeBron's going to take Brooks. care of his guys? LeBron's going to be more like, likely. To, is, to Jeremy's point, he's, LeBron's more likely to take care of his guys. What? Like, but it, it's 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 ill placed, and it's still NBA basketball in December, which is going to be a hard sell no matter what, which is going to make this increasingly more difficult. But I do like the fact that what they got away from what their initial thought was, was which was the tournament in the midseason. Whoever won it got a, a berth in the playoffs. Yeah, that's silly. Or somehow had ramification on the end of the year. You can't do that. But like the whole the whole thing too, like load management. Are you more likely to get a player load manage game twenty three of eighty two on a regular season schedule, or is he going to load manage a game with five hundred thousand dollars on the line? No, you're like right. We, we we talk about these regular season games. No one cares. No one really mat. Like no one plays until the final five minutes. You're telling me now that a basketball game is going to have $500,000 for each single player riding on that game. We're going to see defense. We're going to see players try hard. $500,000 right. might be peanuts to a guy making $30 million. People but you're telling TBT? me you can make $500,000 for winning that game? TBD doesn't have popular players. And yes, they it had do. Some, but they were Not really. Real. They don't have LeBron. They don't have the Greek freak. They don't have the Joker. But we they don't, don't know how much those guys players. making that, the, that amount of money are going to care, have that extra incentive. The, the bench players are going to have the incentive. 500,000 for 48 minutes in a game matters way more than, break it than to just you, your game check. I hate to break it to you, but I've seen enough superstars that make oodles of money that 500 grand to them is a tough night in Vegas where they just wash it. Uh, I agreed. You're right. But 500 grand or no grand? Zero. What's here, more important? But here's the other thing too, Jeremy, is that like where I think there's some disconnect here is that like do you need to play to get to the championship game? Like if your first round matchup is with the Rockets, yeah, there's like, gonna be, well, it's going to be group stage. Like, like they're going to have what was it? Five teams in each group, six groups of five. Yeah. It's going to be like a World Cup type of like, like I don't, point I don't, system. Top two teams it. advance to the knockout stage. It's way better than regular season basketball. Way better. I think way the, better. If the players buy in and they treat this like it matters, then I think it can be cool. But like, but with but with that comes like throughout the season or how how are they determine the final four teams? Whatever it is, like. There, there has to be, like, emphasis on it. It can't just, like, pop up out of nowhere. And they're doing a full special on it tonight on the NBA, yeah. on NBA TV, like, explaining the rules and, like, what's going to happen. But, like, all these need to be, like, nationally televised and, like, all this and stuff. And it all has to be hashed out. And the one thing that you got to factor into is that 83rd game, if someone gets hurt, that's where teams are going to have a real problem. It, it's not quite to the WBC level, but it's going to be, like, timeout. I'm trying to chase a playoff berth and real playoff implications and in the and in the eighty third game or in this tournament format because the, my guys are pushing it, someone's going to get hurt. I think load management is still going to play into this. I, I think, think you're going to get old think, school guys I think like in, in group stage. You will, yeah. The Popovich stage, and those guys though, are going to be like, I don't care what you're doing, but you want to make eyeballs and money on. But even then, those games have more importance with the in season tournament than they did in previous years. And if you're t- like stakes are reasons we watch games. We watch games because of the stakes. Why do the playoff ratings have more success than regular season true. ratings? All that's true because it's it's do or but, die. It's elimination. Whatever the sport is. Why do championship Jeremy, games have more ratings? Is, because it's let me finish. Why do championship games? Well, let me finish. Like you've been finish. rolling, you've been going, going, go, then go. Well, right, we'll pull the. Well, you you got frustrated because I was talking and finishing a point. Like if we watch playoffs and championships because stakes are on the line, you're telling me you're adding stakes to basketball in December versus run of the mill regular season basketball. More people are going to watch that. Was it the perfect time of the calendar? I'll agree with you that it's not, but more people are going to watch basketball next December than they watched it past December. The difference is is that. You're you're talking about marketing and popularity and eyeballs. Basketball operations people 
and the team themselves and the coaches don't care about what the NBA's gimmick, and it's in, in their mind is a gimmick. So what they're going to be up against, which I don't think they're going to be able to control, just like when Popovich decided to pull his four best players and send them home on a plane, that the basketball operations guys are going to go, if this is in the middle of a tough stretch of the schedule, or if this isn't where I, you know, I put a lot of minutes on my guys, or maybe a guy's got a little lingering injury, they don't care enough to care about what the league's going to care about from a marketing standpoint, and they'll sit guys, and they'll rest guys, and they're not going to take a risk that's going to affect them later on down the line, regardless of what the league's trying to do. I think that you're right about that group stage. I think the knockout stage would be a little bit different. And the NBA doesn't care about the teams. The NBA cares about the NBA. And the NBA cares about people watching the NBA well, because they've been but losing But the coaches viewers. are going to do what they're going to do, too, and say, I don't give a rat's ass about what the That's, NBA is going to do. Okay. And until you try and penalize me that, as a coach I, or an organization. I agree. I agree with you. But like I agree with you, but people are still. Failure. I agree with like, but people are still going to watch a game that has more stakes than a game that has no stakes. Whether Kawhi Leonard's playing and is not playing in both of those situations. The only thing I would, I would just is if they do rest these players during the group stage, and this knockout part of the tournament falls in a way the NBA doesn't like, where you're going to be very wrong is if it ends up being bad teams. Like the Rockets players might have more emphasis on doing this. The Pistons players, the Hornets players. Like, what if they end up with Spurs Rockets on their primetime okay. TNT championship? Spurs Rockets, a bunch of rookies extreme. playing for $500,000 with, like, Victor Wimbanyama, with, uh, for sure. uh, like, Jabari, Jalen, with Jalen, whoever, like, whoever you're marketing at the time. That could be a good way to market young players I for the future, actually. I would it could agree. be a good investment in young players. I would agree, but then, like, why don't they put the Rockets on TNT now? Because I don't think many people are going to watch Rocket Spurs compared to Warriors Bucks. But let me ask you this: like, let's play out your scenario. Are more people watching a regular season game with the Clippers resting Kawhi Leonard and the Warriors resting Steph Curry, or are they watching a semifinal of the Rockets and the Spurs in this play-in or this in-season tournament where the winner gets five hundred k and they're probably going to play some good basketball? Probably the tournament. There you go. That's why think, they're doing it. I just think we're we're sitting here t- discussing this in detail, and if a tree falls in the woods and and no one's there to to, to see it fall, did it fall? I still don't think it's going to have... This is happening. This is real. I'm saying, but what I'm saying is the tree fell in the woods, but no one's going to care enough to watch it either way, whether it's a tournament or not. I just think December NBA basketball has gotten to the point where it's lost any popularity and no one's going to care regardless. Let's carry this over to the other side. 713-780-ESPN. A few people want to get in on this. 713-780-3776. Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Razor Blunt Commentary, delivered with a special purpose. What's happening to my special purpose? It's the Killer Bees, live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5. Killer Bees, ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5, Cannot believe Branham has the audacity to tell somebody else. Let me finish. Audacity is my middle name. Let's go out to the HRP listener line. Stafford, you're in the hive with the Killer Bees. What's up, Stafford? How y'all doing, man? Love the show. Thank Love you. the show, man. Uh, I wanted to chime in on that. Um, so I was a Rocket season ticket holder for about five years, uh, and eventually I want to go back. But I, you're right. Um, the players resting, sitting out games. That was a that was one reason why I stopped being a season ticket holder. But I think. Um, once you get all of these stars out of the league that are, you know, that were really the, I would say the 2010 stars, 
and the younger guys step up and take over the stardom, it's going to be a lot better because, for one, with the new CBA, you're not winning any awards uh, if you don't play 65 games. Mm -hmm. And um, so so these younger guys, hopefully Jalen Green can cross that threshold of Jabari Smith and the superstardom. Hopefully they can step up, take over the league, you know, star-wise, and we'll get the younger guys playing their games. Kate Cunningham, LaMelo Ball, um, you know, those guys. But I think right now with, you know, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, um, all these guys skipping the games, you know, you want to see – you want? I want to. You know, I wanted to see. There were, I had a time one season where LeBron didn't play uh, for. It was, he was still in Cleveland, but he didn't play in Cleveland. He came to Houston. LeBron didn't play. Um, Kawhi didn't play. Um, lost you there, Stafford. I think we lost him. Um. I couldn't tell if he's a fan of the play-in tournament or the, the in-season tournament or I not. Think the big, you, I you, think the biggest takeaway is, is that just like he gave up his season tickets, the NBA has lost its luster. No doubt. No and doubt. they are starving to find the next Bird, Magic, Michael, you name it, LeBron, Kobe. They don't have anybody on the horizon yeah. that looks like they're – look, your biggest debate right now, instead of like who's the greatest of all time, and that debate we all know has been overused, but your biggest debate now is is – is the Joker worthy of being the best player in the world? Is he in shape enough? Is he strong enough? Is he tough enough? We're not talking about like all of this unbelievable talent in the NBA that's that's going through basketball and marketing and worldwide popularity. Right. We're just talking about an, a league trying to save itself. Well, I think that's like, I mean, popularity and attention is what every business really strives for in the entertainment business. Like, the NBA wants everybody to watch their games. They want everybody's sold-out arena, et cetera, et cetera. NFL wants the same thing. Baseball wants the same thing. We want everybody to listen to our show. TVs wants people to watch their shows, et cetera, et cetera. If you're in the entertainment business, you're trying to sell out arenas, and you're trying to get eyeballs on you. That's what the NBA is trying to do. The NBA, You're right. They are. They're desperate. They're grasping at straws. They're trying to find something that brings more attention to their game. That's why I think we, we're going to define whether or not this is a success or a failure if it leads to more people watching the game. If more people are watching a semifinal of the in-season tournament on December 9th than the primetime matchup on TNT this past season on December 9th, that's a win. That's a success for the NBA. That means they're getting more attention. They're getting better ratings. That is a victory for Adam Silver. I think Joe brings up the really good point, though, that if they're going to really truly do something that's impactful, as much as they may be, if all they're up against is Army Navy, because people are going to be grasping at straws when football is in that hiatus between the the, the bowl games and the playoff games, and the and all the conference tournaments being over, and so the NBA needs to pick a bigger fish to fry, right? Because I don't think winning in December is as important as being the first league to truly solve your right. All Star Game issues and do it at a time right after the Super Bowl when you can put a ton of eyeballs and even more eyeballs on because, one, football's done, and, two, now you've got something that really, instead of you know a, a no defense being played, as you said, we're trying to do charity events for quarter-by-quarter, quarter, who wins the game kind of things, this would actually add more to the impactfulness and the sure. eyeballs and the att- marketing of basketball. Yeah, look, I don't think that they got it they, like, perfectly right on the calendar, but this is replacing games in early December. So if they if the ratings are up in the NBA the first 15 days of December than they were in previous years, then that's going to be considered a success. I don't think that the NBA needs to, like, 
I don't think the All-Star game is really something that pulls a, bl- a bunch of ratings anyways. Like, I don't know if that's something that's more of a contractual obligation yeah, for all like, the big money sponsors. I would say that they need to worry about their playoff ratings more than their All-Star ratings and stuff like that. Like, that, that they need attention. Like, they, that's that's true for every sport. 713-780-3776. A few people, Lamont, they're weighing in. Like, who cares if they're getting $500,000? They're already a bunch of, like, you know, high-paid athletes. To me, it's not so much about the money. It's the intensity. Like, why do you watch playoff basketball, but you don't watch regular season basketball? Because the intensity goes up a notch. You, the last five minutes of a regular season game when it's tight versus the first five minutes of a regular season game. Because the intensity goes up. It's a better brand of the sport. And I think that it does that versus just run-of-the-mill regular season. 713-780-3776. Back out to the HRP listener line. Philip, you're in the hive with the Killer Bees. What's up, Philip? Hey, guys. Love your show. A long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, I live in Pennsylvania, and I just wanted to ask you, what about since, I mean, the, they got 10 teams or 8 teams, whatever it is, how about we get the last team, the last place teams from every division, and all the managers that didn't make the playoffs, they get to choose the managers, and then if they win, they get in. I'm going to leave it at that. I mean, here y'all say. Yeah, appreciate it, Philip. Thanks I, for listening. I think that would be fun. I think it, I think it kind of hurts the integrity. Explain of the game. what he. I, I think he was talking about players picking their own teams, right? Kind of like the All Star Game, but it would have some sort the of last four teams that aren't bottom to the bottom four yeah. teams, and then the coaches pick their own rosters. Yeah, it's kind of weird, kind of gimmicky. Just, like if they're going to do an in season tournament, honestly, I'd rather them just play for the number one pick. You can't do that though. You can't. No, you can't. You can't do that. That's like you're in season making the All Star yeah, exactly. Well, like, you're, World Series you're in, and ramifications. Your in season tournament no, like, cannot have a season. huge impact on the sport. You can't put a playoff spot on the line. You can't put you're going to be the top pick of the NBA draft. What if, if like you, you win what if, this like, tournament? Every game you won in the tournament increased What's your lottery percentage. Wait, so you win like, to lose. Like you increased your lottery percentage by one. No. What, what? What's the motive for for Jalen Green? Uh, that's a good point. What's the motive for Jabari Smith? Like, well, just, and mean, if you're an angry player, why am I trying look, to help a team that I feel is keeping me down? I, mean, or, I don't know why we need this to motivate them. This is not necessarily a motivation tool. This is I a marketing tool. This I, is trying to get more eyeballs to the well, NBA. It's motivation for the bottom of the roster. But yeah, because they want to increase the intensity of those games. The NBA feels like with intensity increased in those games, it's going to be a better brand of basketball and a better brand of basketball is going to lead to more eyeballs. The reason the reason the NBA is doing this is for ratings. Can we all agree to that? Agree. Can we all agree that the NBA is doing this to get eyeballs on their sport, right? Yes. What is going to what's going to define success for this in-season tournament? If ratings increase, it's that simple. But I think it's also it's really it is motivation for the players because the NBA knows they put out a poor product. They're putting that carrot over them so they play hard. Yeah. That's what they're doing. But the overall incentive for the NBA is so more people watch. But that's like, always the incentive. But a coach for that's sure. coaching may not put in any of those guys that are hungry for the 500K. Maybe I not. can't wait that's, to see it's And that's going to be a big problem. That's why I'm saying that line in the sand between basketball and business is there's going to be coaches that say, I'm not playing the eighth and ninth men off the bench, and I don't care how much that 500000 would mean to sure. them. I care about winning basketball games with the guys that I want to put out you're, there. You're 100% right. That's going to be the motive and philosophy of some teams. And ultimately, if that trumps this whole you know, in-season tournament and the ratings go down, they're going to abandon it. They're going to quit it. They're not going to continue to do it. But even with five, six, seven teams doing that, which I agree with you, I think that that's going to happen – I still think that the ratings are increased on those specific days. And if ratings increase on those specific days, the NBA did good. They tried. 
I, I just think even if, I give them credit. I just for don't think there's new. interest in basketball, NBA basketball at that point. Regardless, but, it's it's e for effort. I, I think they're trying and they have to do that. If, if the ratings on December 9th, two thousand twenty three, if they double versus December 9th, two thousand twenty two, isn't that a victory? It is, but I think Joel and I's expectation is that they're, they're not going to double. They're going to increase by like two percent. Is that a victory? They're going to think maybe it yeah, is, but I, I think it. it I think it looks like desperation for a league that's never had to. to to be this desperate to try and market their product, it seems like they're desperate right now. They're it, trying to do something, and I don't think it's going to have the kind of significant impact that, they, that they're that they trying to do or they, that we think they need to do. But isn't the necessity the mother invention? Like, they are, like you said, they're desperate for ratings. They're desperate for, for people to watch their product. If they do something that increases the eyeballs of their sport... That's what they. That's why they all do this. They right. all make move. That's why baseball made all their rule, uh, rule changes, and so more people watch. It's why the NFL, their innovations over the years, so more people watch. This is this is what sports leagues do. I think that the point I'm trying to make is is that there's just a lack of interest in the NBA right now. And yes, you're right that they're trying to do something to try and change that. What would change it would be to get more like iconically impactful players and it's difficult because you can't well you don't know who's coming down the pike you don't know how good they can be you don't know what they're going to turn into but they're part of it is the 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 luster's worn off in terms of interest and the other part of it is they don't have the kind of players that the league has seemingly always had to carry the league now the league's trying to carry the player but if the marketing like let's just use victor here and victor's victor's not a great example because i think he is a star but let's use Jalen Green as an example. If Jalen Green's in like popularity and cachet improves ten percent because of this in season tournament, then look at the big picture. You've just increased the popularity of a player that maybe can be a player that's very popular in the NBA in three to five seasons. His merch goes through the roof. Like this is this is all for attention. This is all for ratings. This is all trying to bring eyeballs and finances to a sport that you're right. That's desperate for it. And rightfully so, because they've been losing a lot of it. Seven one three seven eight zero ESP at Bush League or not that's our will of the bit that's our wills a bit today that's what the will is going to tell us we'll figure out what joe's going to ask us though it's the killer bees on espn 97.5 and espn 92.5 welcome back to the killer bees on espn 97.5 killer bees are also known as africanized bees and we all know there's nothing africanized about these two guys it's joel blank and jeremy branham We'll get to the uh, Willow Bits uh, in a moment. Is it Bush League? Let's go out to the HRP listener line, though, uh, continuing the conversation. Cole, you're in the high with the Killer Bees. What's up, Cole? Oh, hi, guys. Hey. Uh, thanks for patching me in. Um, I love my Fridays because I get off work early and I can uh, get my daily dose of you guys. I miss that now that I uh, work in an office. I switched jobs recently. But, um, podcast, been really well, podcast, in, podcast. Yeah, I've yeah, been really interested in um, y'all's conversation over the NBA and the ratings. Uh, I'm 25 and grew up as a like like a lifelong NBA fan. My fandom probably peaked in 2016 when you had the Warriors and Cleveland in the finals. You had LeBron coming back from 3-1 deficit. But what really I feel like kills the ratings, and they're kind of I feel like uh, I relate to Branham more with the you know this is great. They're going to get more eyes on the product, but they're not going to change anything until they stop with the whole you know superstar swapping teams and trade requests. Once KD went to the Warriors, I feel like that really killed all the momentum the NBA had coming off those 2016 finals. I generally 
lessened my fandom. Of course, I mean the Rockets were in the final when the Rockets were battling the Warriors in the conference finals. That was awesome, but it just it's a hard product to watch when you have a superstar sign a max one year and then they want to request a trade the next year. And that's until the NBA addresses that, I think they're they're you know up up creek without a paddle. Uh, but I'll. Wanted to raise that point to you guys from a different perspective, from a guy like me, but I'll hang up and listen and hear what your thoughts are on that. Thanks, Cole. Appreciate the call. Look, I mean, I think that's the the bigger issue here is is what we've said all along. The the NBA is a dying, not not dying financially per se, but it's a different product than it was. And so the league, which has never had to do anything gimmicky to market or get more eyeballs understands at least, at least they're willing to accept, like when we say a team's not willing to accept that they're rebuilding and admitting it. I think this is the sign that the league is admitting that they've got an issue that they're going to try and deal with. My, my only last point would be that, like, they've seen two other leagues now who have had lulls in ratings and they fixed them. The NFL went out of their way to change the rules for defense so offense to score more points. Their ratings have skyrocketed. Major League Baseball attendance is at an all-time high. Their ratings are at an all-time high because this year the product is way better because they shorten the game times. They fix the problem with their game. The NBA, like, how about not stopping every three minutes to challenge something? Like, fix the game. But then they don't allow them to get the call right when it matters most. But I think bigger than that, Joe, baseball fixed it when they fixed their playoff system and they made more teams have the ability to get in, and we talked about down the stretch, irrelevant games normally became more relevant. I think the NBA kind of did the same thing, where because of the play-in tournament, more more irrelevant games became somewhat relevant. But ratings yeah. are down. For, for the NBA? Overall, as a whole, sure. But at least there was bad. a little bit more interest late in the season when most uh, stars are taking games off and games don't matter. I think baseball fixed it and the NFL fixed it by expanding their playoffs and doing it the right way so that late in the season, more people still pay – more games matter? Yeah, I mean, that, that, that speaks to the stakes, right? That speaks to the stakes. But I agree with Joe in terms of, like, what is a better entertainment value? Like, why why is it more entertaining? Why is it a better better game? Why is it better to watch on television? I, I think that the NBA needs to have a hard conversation about that, maybe not so choppy at the end of games. Well, I think the big thing that we all agree on, too, is not only that rules – the rules that have to change to make everything go smoother and the calls be right – but they still have to address load management. I don't even and, know if calls being right matters. Oh, like, I to be think, honest I with think you. If, like, if, I think the game's better if they didn't have challenges. I think if the national if they were TV getting calls with wrong. all the extra cameras shows you that they blatantly blew a call but if that has impact right. and, the, and the team doesn't have a challenge left and can't challenge it, yeah. that's tough. I think that's horrible. They got it right at least when they first started challenges in the NBA. We're saying in the last two minutes, the officials, regardless of a team has a challenge or not, to make sure they got the call right. And then they went away from that. I think your point is 100% right when you talk about the fairness of the game. I think it's completely off when you're talking about the entertainment value of the game. It also slows it down to Joe's exactly. point. That's like, the problem. Like, you watch the last five minutes of an NBA game, you see five different timeouts. They're challenging minutes. 15 yeah. different plays. It's not a fun watch. Like, you look at the, the most watched basketball games of 2023. Half of them are college basketball. Of the top ten, half of them are college basketball. The most watched basketball game of 2023, UConn and San Diego State. 
What? Yeah. San Diego what? State doesn't even have a what? conference. Like, well, that's the point wild. too. That the NBA's lost its luster. It's 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 not that it's dying, but it's it's suffering. Look, and you you're way more of an NBA watcher than me. You'll watch the TNT your games of the week, the ESPN games of the week. Me in the regular season, I'll DVR Rockets games and watch them. You know, fast forward through the commercials and the break because I hate them. I don't like them. And then I'll watch the playoffs. I'm not watching a regular season basketball game on December 9th. Me, a casual, admittedly, to the NBA. I'll watch the, the, the in-season tournament on December night just to see what it's about. If it's terrible, I won't watch it again. If it's good, I'll continue watching it. Uh, 713-780-3776. Someone texted in. The, the, the way you fix this all is to clone Michael Jordan. It's a good point. All right, what we got for the Wheel of Bits today, Joe George? It's the Wheel of Bits on the Killer Bees. Jibbles and bits, jibbles and bits. I'm going to get me some jibbles and bits. Who knows the bits the bees will begrudgingly bite? Well, let's find out. It's mostly. Here's Joel and Jeremy. And Joe. Mm-hmm. All right, we're doing Is This Bush League? I got three things we can rapid fire through. We're going to start with the one that happened today. It's been resolved. People like me again. Oh, well, we're going But before this. our show today, I got a text from Jeremy Branham. Oh. Jeremy was so kind to invite me into his <laughs> fantasy football league, Joel. Mm. And he told the league today that I traded. Bijan Robinson, basically, for Joe Mixon. Yeah. And for 30 minutes, this league <laughs> called me an idiot and trashed uh, me. They were, they were ready to quit the league. They were ready to throw Joe out of the yeah. league. Yeah. I hadn't been, the, I hadn't been in the league idiot. for 24 hours. He doesn't know anybody. They're calling him dumb. I met Guy once. I'm still not convinced <laughs> it's a real person. He doesn't think you're a real person either. <laughs> so he just threw you to the wolves, let you fend for yourself, and and just you took, you took I mean, a lot I was of help. I was in on it. So I just had to like watch them trash me and not be like, this isn't real. And we're all good now. But man, they said some mean things. Yeah, they were ready to kick you Really? Out. They got. Oh, yeah. They said oh, yeah. some mean things we, about we, me. We, we take our fantasy football seriously. I guess around so. These Is parts. it stakes wise or just oh, of course. bragging? Oh, right? it's big. We don't, we don't do things for this fun. This is going to be the biggest stakes I've ever but been I mean, part of. I, it's big stakes versus, like, if I'm getting a $25 league or something like that, it's different yeah, than if no. I'm getting a. Couple hundred bucks. No, this is like you salary traded Bijan Robinson. Salary cap at two fifty. Yeah, you, you traded Bijan Robinson for Joe Mixon. If someone else did that in this league, I would quit. That's how big the stakes <laughs> yeah. are. Yeah. So I, I I pranked the other league members by turning in an awful trade that Joe made new to the league with me, and they were ready to they're ready to quit the league, yeah, and they were ready that. to murder Joe George. Bush league or not? <laughs> <laughs> is it Bush, for, for what I did? Yeah. Is you. it Bush league or not for what I did? I think the fact that it all well that ends well that they eventually find out you get to see the raw emotions of people. That you guys like to try and set me up on doing the same things, and then at the end of the day, you clear the you clear the slate, That's, you go forward. So what, was was the cake prank Bush League? I think it was an attempt to be Bush League. <laughs> it yeah. was hilarious. So this, like, I like I, how you two like to do the hilarious things at me. No, I, no, I would, we'll, I you, like no, we'll get we'll get together on Jeremy. If um. We've like, opened Pandora's this, box. I'm glad you brought this up. I had no idea you were going to bring this up, but I'm glad you did because I, it lets Blankers know that I treat him like I treat everybody else. <laughs> I treat everybody the exact same way. You right. are not Ooh, unique I'm, to that. I'm the, uh, to that. So did you think it was Bush League, Joe? No, not really because I was in on it, so it's okay. <laughs> so you were in I, on just, it. I just wanted to no, talk No, he wasn't really it. in on it. I just let him know no, that this was going to happen. No, that's true. You didn't say, like, are you okay with this? No, You're just I did like, it. hey, I, I did, did it. I was this. like, hey, I'm doing this. One of the other ones I have here is uh, there's been this viral video going around. This pizza delivery guy shows oh, yeah, up to yeah. this rich person's house. And at the end of the video, is like a $5 tip. That's it. This is a nice house. Is that Bush yeah, League? I saw this. It's I, like a $20 pizza. It only looked like one pie. 
I, I really believe that you tip based on the price of the food, not the how much money you have. The the, the delivery driver was completely out of line. Yeah, totally, completely off base. Like it's still a twenty five percent tip, right? And, and and you're doing this understanding that you're not going to make millions just because you drive up on a house that looks like it's nicer than some of the others you deliver to. If it's a pizza and you're getting a five dollar tip, that's pretty solid. That's a pretty damn good tip, and you should just be happy with that instead of. And I don't know who fu'd the other one, but someone at the end finally let the f bomb go think, because it was like it was completely yeah, out of line. Yeah, I guess I can't remember who it was now. But like, I I delivered pizzas for a little bit, and like, you get a five dollar tip on one pizza. That's a good. That's a good I, delivery. I never in a million years could say Joe George and JJ Watt have something in common until sure. right now. We like we like Portillos from the Midwest. You both delivered pizzas. You lived both. in Houston. Y'all got more in common than you think. Yeah, we both lived in. Incredibly good looking, both of you. I was from Chicago. His wife lives in Chicago. Lots in common. Mm, yeah. Lots in common. I'm going to go, yeah, this is Bush League, the way this guy acted. I, I come from a, you know, I was brought up on you're, you're thankful for anything that you get. Absolutely. You're th- if it's $1, you're thankful that they gave you a single dollar. You're, you're thankful for whatever you get. I'm not going to crush the DoorDash driver. Was it Bush League? Yes. Do I think he should have acted in a different way? Yes. I don't know what's going on with that guy that day. Maybe his dog died. Maybe his mother's sick. I don't know. It was Bush League the way that he acted. Absolutely. You should be grateful for every single thing that you get. Yes, it was Bush League. Yeah, but like if we if this video was out and it was a $0 tip on like 10 pizzas, we'd be crushing. Right, but I think that you know what you're in for when doing your job. And when you are a delivery guy... And if you're just doing your job and you're handing over the food yeah. and just show appreciation if you get a tip, because you're not promised a tip, but if you get a tip, you should show appreciation yeah. and not border on the opposite and showing like how rude you can be because you don't think that they gave you what you think you deserved. I think the dude was, I think he was yeah, out of line. If, totally you, if you delivered something that was worth, that was $100 worth and you got $5, would you feel differently? Yeah. Well, if the, if if we're going on standards, right? The standards is fifteen twenty percent, right? He, he, they tip twenty five percent. Yeah. Like if you get a five percent tip and like you got you know all these pizza apps now or any delivery app, whatever it is, like it has like expected arrival time. If if I ordered a pizza right now, it says you're gonna get three fifteen, and I got it at four o'clock. Like yeah, the delivery driver might take the brunt of that. And it might not be his fault. Yeah. But like if if they said to me here at three fifteen, it's here at three fifteen. You're just getting your normal tip. Like yeah, I, I don't think it's it's what you signed up for. I don't think you signed up here to like cash in on rich people. It's like people trick or treating in River Oaks. They're going to be pissed off if they get a bite sized candy bar. They're expecting you know the king sized or like multiples. Yeah, the and, only thing that's bush league about Halloween is if you give someone like the red hot tamales. You don't or, like those. or candy corn. I think candy corn. Yeah. I don't. I don't mind red hot tamales. I just think there's such a few amount of people that like those. It's a we've, terrible we've, idea. We're opening up a, a Pandora. I know we are. Tootsie rolls too. That's, that's a cheap that's, candy. People are going to run with that. It's like cereals and stuff. People are going to run with that. Yeah, like there's certain I things just, you can't do. I just do. use it as the analogy of you're, if you're an Uber driver or a Uber Eats driver and and you're hoping to just land the big mansions to deliver to, or when you do, you're expecting more. I, I think that's the wrong approach. But if you get more. Not expecting anything. Now you're happy no matter what. This guy, I, completely wrong. Yeah. get to, Be grateful for whatever you get. Be grateful for whatever. 713-780-ESPN. What do we need to see from Hunter Brown tonight against the Mariners? Trying to even the series. I know we need Summer to hear. League starts tonight. No, Joe George better do his job coming I back. Will. I have faith in Joe George. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. Time to win the game. 
Informed opinions are oftentimes presented here. You're locked in with the Killer Bees on 97.5 and 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Joel Blank and Jeremy Brennan. Hunter Brown tonight. That's what that means. Joe did his job. Joe did his job. Hunter Brown tonight. AR I Platinum. always do my job. Easy now. Where's a lot of hats? Intern commander. Commander in chief. teaching. Yeah. Teaching by leaving us. AR Platinum says, I had a Domino's pizza delivered three hours late by a crackhead on a bicycle in New Orleans. Uh, one, not surprising. Two, what are you doing ordering Domino's pizza in New Orleans? Three, did you tip? No. And how much? I don't even, I'm not even getting to three. Well, I want to know if AR Platinum. AR Platinum's tipping. AR Platinum's going to not, not if he's pissed. I think AR Platinum tips. On three hours, no did you, way. No way. Did you three hours late? Quite no frankly, way. Quite frankly, AR Platinum deserved this for ordering Domino's pizza in New Orleans. Like, Go to the nearest gas station. You're going to find better food than a Domino's pizza. That was, that was a fail on AR Platinum's point. I thought you were going to say like there were some like great pizza spots in New Orleans or something. There like probably that. is. There probably is. You're, you're anti Domino's. No, I'm not anti Domino's. Domino's you sound is my no, 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 no. Domino's is my favorite fast food pizza. Is I it? get yeah, absolutely. We're opening up another Pandora's box here. Uh, of thin, the deliveries of the fast food pizza deliveries. Yes, thin crust, Alfredo sauce, chicken and bacon. What? It is fantastic. Try it. Try it. Alfredo try it. Try it. Try it. It's yeah, very Alfredo good. Sauce too. It's delicious. You'll it will change your life. But if you're in New Orleans. That is a good eaten city. Oh, no doubt. You're not ordering Domino's pizza in New Orleans? Pizza in New Orleans. There's tons of great food in New Orleans, but I didn't know if there's great pizza in New Orleans. There probably is good pizza in New Orleans, but I'm going to New Orleans. I'm eating Creole. I'm eating Cajun. I'm I'm going to Chicago, and I'm, I'm getting pizza, great pizza spots. In New Orleans? We have some context here, because like, are are we talking about... Domino's at 7 o'clock at night for dinner? Doesn't matter. Yes, it does. Not in New Orleans. Oh, if you're just not. looking to sponge up the booze, it's like, different. If I'm New on Orleans, Bourbon Street and I just want pizza to be at my then you go hotel to the, door Then you go to the pizza back. vendor on the corner of, of Bourbon and Canal. I know, but like sometimes it's just it's easier to get that delivery, no, especially man. if it's a bunch of people. You're not... I would, I would never order a Domino's pizza in New Orleans. Never. <laughs> never. I, I think in Chicago, oh, yeah, it, it, it's insanely wrong. <laughs> never. I would... I don't like to order it here. There's... There's... I don't think there's very many cities. I think you have to have a population under like 10,000 for Domino's to be the best pizza in your town. Yeah, I, I don't go them as my go-to fast food delivery pizza. What's your fast Papa food? John's. Yeah. yeah. We lean Papa John's. Yeah. I, I prefer Domino's, but the wife prefers Papa John's, so I lose. My kids prefer Papa John's. I mean, we go. I, you ever mess around our with Our big one is Mods. Yeah, but that's not really fast. Yeah, I know, we, I know it's not, but our we, likes are so different. That what about like, Blaze? Because Lisa found vegan at Blaze, so then when yeah. I got my pizza, she got hers. And um, That's like comparing Blaze, yeah. five guys to like Whataburger. Like, it's a step up. Okay. You know, it's like more fast casual than fast yeah. food. Um, Again, you, do you, do good miss- luck to the wheelhouse because now they got trick-or-treating candies and they got pizza, fast food pizzas. Do you mess with the, uh, the Pizza Hut stuff crust? It's I've had it. It's, it's pretty really damn good. good. It's really good. Pizza, Hut, Pizza, Pizza Hut used to be time. great, and it's, they fell way off because Pizza Hut used to be elite, like an in, like not it, even delivery. Yes, in person, in restaurant, yeah. they're way better. Yeah. Their kind of semi pan crust made in, in in the restaurant was phenomenal. Pizza Hut used to be top notch. Their yep. stuff crust is like it goes pretty good. I, I don't Their disagree. Stuff crust it is, is good. Pretty good. Uh, More you, cheese, baby. What do you want to see from uh, from Hunter Brown? Trying to even the good pitching matchup tonight. Hunter Brown six and five, three seventy six. Luis Castillo five and six with a three oh five. Look, I, I think you just want Hunter Brown to be who he has been, who he continues to be, which is a guy that's going to give you a good start. I want to see the Hunter Brown that's going to be effective, have command of his pitches in the zone, and, and go up against a, a team that record wise doesn't show it, but a team that's a, a good enough team that he keeps you in the game. 
The bigger part is I want to see an offense that can go up against a good pitcher and take advantage of him and put some runs on the board. Yeah, the Mariners have the pitching matchup here. They have yeah, they the pitching do. advantage. They, they do. I mean, Luis Castillo has better numbers this year than Hunter Brown. But uh, this is a game I, I want the Astros to win. Like, there's some where I'm just like, whatever. Like, a Ronel Blanco going up against yesterday. Like, whatever. You're well, going you knew, against a better pitcher. You and I at least knew Kirby's a really good pitcher. Yeah. Blanco's been really hot and cold and didn't expect much. So, I was, I'm like you. Like, a win here would be a bonus after mm-hmm. what they were able to do against the Rangers, which I didn't expect, and, and the run that they were on. Now, tonight, you're, you're facing a, an ace for them. You're facing a stud. Now, go out and shut everybody up again and put some runs on the board and give your young pitcher some support, and let's go win a game. This is a game, this is a game I want to win. But so a win would have been care. nice last night because you only would have been a game back. Yeah. That, yeah. That's kinda... uh, can I tell you this? Because we always have this conversation of like scoreboard watching and standings watching. The minute that the, the, the third run was on the board, I turned it over. And I started watching and flipping back and forth between the Ranger game. And when the Red Sox came back and put the three spot in the eighth, I was like, oh, okay, now this game feels a lot less important. The uh, lineup is out. Okay, Chaz, what's wrong with it? Chaz is in it, Okay, but he looks like he did get a little bit of a demotion here with where he's hitting in the lineup. Uh, Dubon leads it off at second. Bregman hits second, place third. Tucker and right. Middle three, Abreu at first. Pena. Bats fifth at short. Yiners DHing hit sixth. And then Jolkson left. Chaz in center. Maldi catches. Is Pena there more as a response to what Chaz did? Or is Pena there because because I don't yeah, he had a home run when he first came back. I think it's but, I think I think it's a Chaz thing. And I don't think Dusty likes batting Abreu and Diaz back to back because they're both double right. play machines. Yeah. And he mentioned how he I just don't like, like Pena that. that high right now. He just came back and yeah, he had a bomb, but I don't think he's I don't yeah, he's great plate discipline already. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh you gonna watch the uh, summer league? No. I'll watch it. I'm DVRing it. I'm going to see if Amin Thompson. You know, Amin Thompson, high S two E, baby. He's oh. high S two E. What's the wheelhouse going to lead off with today? Um, NBA play in tournament snacks. What's the best to watch for a viewing party? I think they're going to talk lead off their show with Chaz McCormick slap. If Kenyon Green could do that, he would be an elite left do that guard. Slap again. Okay. What do you um? What do you think they're going to? I'm going to go for a there? real one. Larry Tunsil is deemed CJ Stroud QB one on Instagram. Oh. There you go. See what they lead off with. You better stay tuned. Does it for us. Thanks to Joe George doing all the hard work. Jake Asma is creeping over his shoulder. Mm. He's blank on Brandon. We'll talk to you t- uh, Monday. Have a Monday. Good weekend. We'll talk to you Monday. Monday, Houston. The Wheelhouse is next on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5.